0: Welcome to Singing the Blues. I'm Dom Housen. And I'm James Marriott. A while ago, a while ago, there was a game of football. I didn't see it because I was away. And then we didn't talk about it last week because, Dom, you were away. So... Um, let's, let's cast the, uh, the minds back because, uh, it does feel like it was quite a long time ago. QPR at home. So, um, as I say, I didn't see it. I've, I've seen the goals. I've watched the highlights. Uh, I haven't watched the full game back because, um, uh, it's a bit like when someone spoils the end into a film and you think it's not really worth sitting through it when you know what happens in the end. So, um, yeah, give, give me a, give me a brief surmise of said football game.
1: You missed absolutely nothing in the first half, James. The first wow. half was a complete non-event. Uh, the weather didn't help; it was atrocious. Um, but at the same time, uh, we did, yeah, we watched two pretty limited teams, I would say. And Wednesday, uh, in their defence, um, were let down by their defence falling. Yeah, like a pack of cards in injuries and the amount of problems that they had before the match, during the match, Liam Shaw, Liam Palmer, Tom Lees, all getting injured, Um, Dominic Iorfer the day before, picking up a hamstring problem, not ideal. Uh, And so it was one thing after another. Uh, And that's why it would have been a fantastic result for Wednesday if they'd hung on for the win. Um, given everything that was thrown at them. Uh, but they couldn't quite see it out. Um, they lost uh, concentration right at the end. Um, Joes Van Aken, I think, will be a little bit disappointed with the part he played in the equaliser. Maybe he could have done better. Uh, admittedly, they didn't stop it at source. They needed This was where Tom Lee's going off. If Tom Lee stays on the pitch, I think Wednesday win the match. But they went down to 10 men. Um, and it, it was a gutsy effort I, and I think Wednesday um, were the better side in the second half QPR probably shaded the first so all in all a draw was a fair result but it did feel like a defeat as you touched on before James by conceding right at the death which I have to say is becoming a rather annoying trait of Sheffield Wednesday this calendar year, the stats um, are not very good at all when it comes to 85th minute onwards, the amount of goals this team's conceded. And that moving forward has to change very, very quickly if Wednesday are going to start winning matches again on a consistent basis.
0: It it, it was a massive... I mean, this game felt like a little bit of a, a hark back to what I'm going to describe as the old Wednesday. So before Gary Monk really got a chance to do what he wanted to do during the the summer. Um, firstly, with players dropping left, right and centre with injuries, that felt like, oh, I thought we'd got past this point. I mean, there's not a lot that you can do about it. It's just kind of like, sometimes it's just unlucky. You've just got to kind of suck it up and get on with it. Um, but then also, um, you know, conceding a really important goal right at the death, you know, that is... Very much, kind of. I mean, literally, Middlesbrough winning at Hillsborough last game. You know, pretty much last kick of the of the last season. Um, it, it felt like kind of dropping back to that. Because so far this season, I mean, we've talked a bit, haven't we, about kind of like what that first bit of this this campaign has has really told us about. Sheffield Wednesday but those really important late goals hadn't really happened um, and you know that that was something that was really promising. D- the circumstances right of of this game you know ending up with 10 men on the pitch and literally that ball into the middle is you know Gary Monk made the point it was literally where Tom Lees would have been if he was on the pitch at the end to to clear it away. Do we have to just say right okay look it, that is such an unlikely set of circumstances. You chalk that one off to experience and it doesn't need to be poured over any more than that.
1: Yeah, it was bad luck. It's an mis- you know, unfortunate thing what happened uh, with the injuries. You know, Liam Shaw comes in for Dominic Iolf and he goes off after six minutes after rolling his ankle. Uh, you know, something that was very innocuous. It was it's it was one of those things that happened, and then his replacement comes on, Liam Palmer, back spasm, uh, and he has to go off at half time. So Gary Monk had to rejig the defence a lot, and I, I think that's where you have to give credit to Wednesday, where um, they still, I think, protected Cameron Dawson really well, and that they you know restricted the QPR side that I think have got two or three very good individual attacking players, and um, to Few clear sights of goal, and it's frustrating. Um, it, it's still a point, yes. You know, the, the wait for the Hillsborough win goes on, they're going to have a couple of chances next week to end that hoodoo. Um, but I suppose the big picture, <laughs> quite timely, I said that, um, is that five points out of four from the first four matches. When you look at the fixtures, Cardiff playoff semi-finalists last year Watford relegated Bristol City have spent a few bob to put it mildly on investing heavily in their team over the past 18 months and look as if they're going to have a real good go at promotion so I think one win out of four disappointing it wasn't two 5 points it's not a bad return it would have been great though if the points deduction had been reduced to minus 5 rather than minus 7 heading into the international break yeah
0: it does it just feel like that literally that last seconds of that QPR game puts a, a slightly different slant on on that first bit of the season doesn't it because you know, if that's a win, you'd look at it two wins and you think, yeah, actually, that's decent. Yeah. And, and suddenly, and, you know, certainly the circuit, if it happens the other way around, we get a last minute equaliser, maybe it feels different and you sort of think, well, it's not a bad start to the season. But overall, you, you, you probably have to say that in, in the great scheme of, of the project that Wednesday have got this season, ever so slightly behind schedule in terms of the points that they need to be getting on the board, but it's been a tough start. Um, we've had a bit of an international break. Maybe it came at the right time from a fitness point of view with the players that have picked up injuries. That little bit of a regrouping that you get from an international break possibly at the right time as well. But then we also find ourselves in the, the second, um, transfer deadline, um, period of, of the month. So we've had one and now we've got another one, um, coming up. And I've struggled to keep up with what's happening this week because it seems to have been like, you know, there'd be a name that would appear and Wednesday be linked with them and then suddenly that would kind of vanish and then suddenly it would be like well actually so and so are going to try and sign them and that means that so and so might be available for Wednesday to go after so it's it seems to be in here there back and forth and as usual uh, most Wednesday fans are paying more attention to um, a, a certain football club chairman um, owner's Instagram account than anything else um, what, what as we record this so we're about what 24 hours out from um, the transfer for deadline on friday what what's what is going on what's what
1: wednesday are uh, working hard james on bringing in a striker and a center back and uh, and i, and I perf- personally feel that if they get those pieces of business over the line that um the window i think it, it will have gone incredibly well for Wednesday, and I think they could be very satisfied with the work that they've done. And frankly, they're only wanting the centre back now for cover, to you know, for strength and depth because of the amount of injuries they've picked up over the last couple of weeks. Um, although I know we'll talk more about Birmingham and um, you know the team selection a bit later. Uh, and there's some positive news potentially on Dominic Iorf and when he's going to be available. Uh, But, yeah, Aidan Flint uh, is someone that Wednesday are interested in and, uh, you know, they've been in dialogue with Cardiff over maybe bringing him on loan. Um, We all know what Aidan Flint is about. Um, It's pretty hard to miss him. Uh, He's 31, experienced campaigner in the championship. Um, And uh, he's a good player at this level and he's a huge threat, as we know. In both boxes. Oh yes, um, All too yeah, well. because yes, as we know only too well from uh, what twelve months ago, uh, and uh, the part he played in that Lee Tomlin three kick in the last minute when he got in the wall and was, I think, getting in everyone's faces, and Cameron Dawson wasn't too happy with him. So I'm sure Cameron Dawson would probably welcome him with open arms. Actually, thinking about uh-huh. it, they wouldn't have to face him again. But uh, yeah. Um, whether that's going to happen or not, um, Neil Harris, Cardiff boss, he's spoken today, um, and whether you know he's, he's saying it publicly and what he actually means privately are two different things, we'll, we'll wait and see, but he's sort of been saying that he doesn't really want to let Aidan Flint go, but we'll find out more, I suppose, in the next 24 hours, won't we, James, after we've uh, finished recording the podcast, but Um, Right now, as things stand, I'm going to say that I am cautiously optimistic that Wednesday will have at least one new face in the building going to Birmingham on Saturday.
0: So were you saying earlier that one one new signing, you think it would be a good window, or does it need two new signings?
1: I only think one, really. I mean, for me, it's always been what, what we've talked about um, constantly, James, in the last few months. Goals, 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 strikers, goals. strikers, strikers, strikers. Goals. So, I think Wednesday, get the other centre forward in on top of Callum Patterson, Josh Wind, that's Elias Kuchunga. I know they think highly of Kouridi, Edoin, but he's probably more one for the future. So, if yeah. they get you know, one of the players that they've been linked with or somebody who, who may be Maybe someone will come out of, uh, no, of of nowhere. We know that Wednesday uh, can be very unpredictable with their transfer business, but the strikers at the minute who seems to be in the frame are Kenneth Sahor that we know about, Jack Marriott at Derby, and um, Lee Gregory at Stoke. Um, Kenneth Sahor now things could change clearly, in the next 24 hours, but I think Kenneth Saho is looking unlikely. Wednesday have been trying to bring in Kenneth Saho on loan from West Brom for what feels like an eternity. It
0: does, um, it does.
1: But they're playing serious hardball, West Brom, um, and so I'm not ultra confident that something will happen there, but some positive noises possibly about Jack Marriott and Darby and I, I actually think that would be a good signing for Wednesday you know he's a guy who's 26 and would fall into that category of points to prove and uh, he, he's actually played regularly for Darby this season so it would seem a bit of an odd one that Darby would let him go but as, but it could be the domino effect of they've signed a forward today and maybe if they bring in another striker on deadline day then might allow. Jack Marriott to leave and that's where Sheffield Wednesday and other clubs who I think will also be interested in him might might be sniffing might might think there's an opportunity there to get Jack Marriott
0: so alright um I mean, Jack Marriott, obviously, is my cousin, so I not, he's not really. But um, is, is he... So we've talked about Wednesday need that... They need a goal scorer. They need that guy that leads the line that is a proven goal scorer. Is Jack Marriott that player? I, it just... I'm not saying it's a bad signing, but in terms of the player that we've talked about Wednesday needing, he doesn't seem to quite match up to that level to me.
1: I know where you're coming from, James. I suppose, though, that it boils down to this, that not an easy market to operate in. It isn't with coronavirus impact, et cetera. Um, Wednesday've got a pretty hefty points deduction that they're dealing with. So not an attractive proposition to some players will be put off by that. That's the reality. Um, And it's a pretty stagnant market. In general, there just hasn't been that much business, whether it was on the first transfer deadline. And then, frankly, I'm not expecting there to be millions spent um, before the weekend. So Wednesday are looking for loans. They're not looking for a permanent buy uh, unless there's a unless there's a really good deal out there that they, they've come across and that they've been working hard on um, that comes off. In the next 24 hours. And and so I think that there are mitigating factors behind this is not an easy window to operate in. And Wednesday have looked around and you're thinking, Kenneth Sahor, take him as an example, he's a guy that helped fire Cardiff's promotion a few years ago, getting nearly 20 goals. Um, I I would say that that's a, a decent addition if Wednesday do somehow get it done. Um, but then on the other hand, Jack Marriott, I hear what you're saying. He's not done it in the championship, but he was prolific in League One. And so if he was played... In a <laughs> He'll be great state, for next season. Oh, James. You always lower the tone, <laughs> don't you? Um, yeah, planning for life in League One, aren't we, next year? I think if you put Marriott, not you, Jack, if you put him alongside Callum Patterson in a front two and you play more to his strengths, because of Derby, in fairness to him, they've played him a lot up front on his own. And I don't think he's that suited to that role. I think he'd be better as a two. Uh, and that's why I think it's, it's worth a punt. But uh, this is kind of where Wednesday are right now, of where fans will be disappointed if they don't bring striker in. You would be disappointed, wouldn't you, right now, James, if they don't bring in somebody
0: yeah we have yeah we we can't get away from the fact we've been saying it like literally on this podcast every week everyone that we spoke to during the summer where do we need to strengthen it's a goal scorer um and you're right you know it is what it is it is where we are um i've, I've been doing a bit of um research while we've been kind of chatting just on um career stats and and these i mean these are, are difficult to to kind of know what context to take them in because of the fact that you know players have played at different Levels so um, Zahor thirty six goals from one hundred and seventy two career appearances, and if we want to look specifically at Cardiff, which obviously is the only club that he's played for uh, here, other than West Brom, where he's at now. Um, so twenty four goals from one hundred and one games for Cardiff, four from seventeen um, at, at West Brom, um, Jack Marrier at, at Derby seventeen goals from eighty six appearances, um, and obviously all. Those have been at championship level, uh, and Lee Gregory for uh, let's not look at Stoke, let's look at Millwall. Seventy-seven goals from two hundred and thirty-eight appearances. You, you're talking about three players there with roughly similar goal-scoring um, records. Um, age-wise, Lee Gregory obviously is a lot older. Jack Marrier is uh, younger. Um, I'm not sure how old Zaha sort it's of fits in the middle a bit. Twenty-six. Is 26. But yeah. it's the market. Um, Wednesday
1: shocking, uh, This is the thing. I was going to call you Jack then, James, and get confused right. already. And he's call me whatever here. you want. You normally but, do. I I, mean, I certainly do. But I, I, I do have some sympathy for Wednesday in that for all the reasons I cited before of it's a difficult market and um, it's persuading players to come and join really what is a, let's face it, relegation battle. Uh, and how many proven goal scorers are out there on loan who are not going to be on massive wages? Which, which by the way, in Aidan Flynn and Kenneth Sahor, they were on huge wages, big wages. You know, talking Kenneth Sahor's 40 grand a week, a week. And so we don't want Wednesday going back to the days of where they're paying astronomical salaries for players. That, the whole purpose of what Wednesday's been doing for the last six months, has been reducing that wage bill. And I think they've done a very good job at that. But they've changed tack in how they go about their transfer business. Uh, And most people, I think, would agree that they're in favour of what they're doing. But I agree it would be great if they signed somebody who has got that proven track record. But I'm sure every other club in the championship is looking for that as well.
0: Okay, um, I mean, obviously we'll we'll kind of we'll revisit this in a week and and talk about what what kind of did happen in the um, in the end. Should we just keep podcasting for twenty four hours flat? Should we just do like twenty four hours right right through right up till deadline? I mean, it's not like either of us are busy with other stuff.
1: I'm game if you're game, James. Absolutely
0: Jack? not. No chance. I've I've left my yellow tie at my old house. Um right. What about I have got a yellow tie actually, uh, but it, it is at my old house. Um what about outgoings then? So a lot a lot of rumours about Dominic Iorfa up to the point that he got injured and everyone thought, well that should kind of put paid to that. Um and then that rumour seemed to kind of resurge a little bit earlier this week. What, what what's what's looking likely on that front?
1: Nothing. Um, Obviously, it could change on the final day and I think it's going to be a very busy um, 24 hours. But, um, yeah, Gary Monk, when asked about outgoings, said there was nothing to report and that um, he's not been informed of any movement on that front. And, I mean, the big outgoing or the one that everybody's been talking about in the last few days has been Barry Bannon and Brentford. Uh, and, you know, from what I can understand, there is an interest there from Brentford. They haven't, contrary to what the national media reporting yesterday, they haven't actually tabled a, a bid for him, though. Um, so, again, uh, Brentford are about to what, sell Ben Rama to West Ham and make a shed load of money out of that deal. And so they may think if they're really serious about Barry Bannon, then they could maybe try coming in for him. But it's one of them where, I mean, Gary Monk's made it clear that he does not want to sell Barry Bannon um, at all. There's, that's not in his thinking in the slightest. And if and actually he wants to offer him a new deal and he wants to tie him down to a longer contract. And that's where the uncertainty is going to be with Barry Bannon is that, He's in the last year of his contract uh, and he's 30. Uh, And so, Wednesday, he's one of those big players, as we know, um, that Wednesday have to quickly make a decision on. But, um, you know, Gary Monk has made it crystal clear that he sees Barry Bannon as a big part of what he wants to do moving forward.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's just he's just become a club captain, hasn't he, Barry Bannon? And, you know, we know that, you know, he's got a relatively young kid. Um, he's been in Sheffield for a while now in football terms. He's been in Sheffield for a long time. Um, and he seems pretty sort of settled. Um it, you know, it would be quite a big uproot at the moment for him to kind of up sticks and, and go down to um London. And, and and we have talked about the fact that, you know, we let quite a few experienced players and I'm, I'm kind of doing the the, the floppy bunny when I say that because of the fact that you know I don't think any of us particularly um, you know kind of look twice about some of the players that Wednesday did let go during the summer because you know it was time to move on but we also said it's really necessary to have some senior players you can't build a squad just around young players you need some experienced heads and midfield is a really important place where if you're going to have a younger player you absolutely need an experienced head there as well and uh, Barry Bannon's really pivotal to that you know I've I've given him a bit of stick sometimes on the podcast myself um, and I don't think that you know uh, Barry Bannon certainly has um, there there are downsides to him um but you know we we have trimmed this squad in a way whereby he's really pivotal to the project that we're trying to play um and trying to do now and particularly if Gary Monk talks about wanting to give him a new contract there's very clear signs that he, that you know he sees him as being pivotal to his project he sees him as a good egg you know he is one of the good guys and he needs him to stay and um you know hopefully they they can do what needs to be done to make sure that that that's the 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 case um, another Potential rumored outgoing, and this was quite strange because I don't think anyone kind of see this saw this one coming either. In terms of it sort of coming up out of the blues, a potential low move, and that is Liam Palmer. So I'm I'm assuming from what you've said that that one also is that just a bit of a non-starter.
1: Yeah, I think it is, and it's one of them where uh, Liam Palmer maybe thrust into action this weekend. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all. If he's lining up in defence, and um, yeah, he's part of the squad, uh, and so. Um, he might be frustrated that he's not started more matches this season, um, but yeah, I think by you know, by all accounts and from what I can gather, you know, he wants to stay and fight for his place. And uh, you know, he's another that what was it. He's done ten years now with um, Sheffield Wednesday since he made his senior debut. So you know, and he's been a you know, he's a valuable squad player and a guy who can play multiple positions. So I'm sure Wednesday would be. Uh, reluctant to loan him out um certainly without replacement
0: yeah absolutely um okay so is is there anything is anyone there that we've not talked about in terms of potential or rumored um incomings or outgoings or is that a, a fairly thorough summary of where we are at as things stand here with uh, as i say a day or so to go until the deadline
1: well, Kieran Westwood has been the other one. Um, yep. But again, no, nothing concrete has come in for Kieran Westwood. So as things stand, I feel, I think that Kieran Westwood is going to be staying put um, unless something does happen on the final day. Um, and that is not... Um, re- it's not good for all parties if Kieran Westwood stays. I, I feel like it's time to move on from Kieran Westwood and uh, we need to sort of stop talking about... Kieran Westwood, who is there in the background, but the reality is he's not going to play while Gary Monk is the manager. So um, it's one of them where he's not got a squad number. He's been completely frozen out. He hasn't played for nearly a year. He's a big earner, um, and, Mm -hmm. and and it's one of them where if you're talking about perfect windows for Wednesday, it would be you bring in a forward, possibly a centre half, considering the lack of numbers there at the moment. And you offload Kevin Westwood. That's still the dream final day. I don't think it's going to pan out like that. But I'm prepared to be proven wrong, James. Um, and I've been known to be wrong from time to time.
0: Uh, Right. Okay. We, uh, I guess we will, we will see what happens on Friday. Um, All right. We will talk about the week ahead. A couple of big games for Wednesday coming up. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, First of all, mention for title law solicitors. um, We will have a new offer for Wednesday fans coming soon from um, title law solicitors. And another chance to win a thousand pounds with Wednesday bet coming this weekend. Download the app, um, have a go, see if you can win some uh, money. So, um, Dom, question for you from this week's selection on Wednesday app. Um, I'll tell you, first of all, before this, that Wednesday are averaging 3.5 shots on target per game. So how many shots on target will Wednesday have on Saturday? Your options are 0, 1, 2, 3, 4 to 6, or 6 and above? Or above 6, actually. 4 to
1: 6.
0: Four to six. So Dom is optimistic. I'm just going to make a note of this so we can talk about it when you're wrong next week. Dom says oh. four to six. Um, James is going for three. So uh, we will revisit that. Next week, of course, the game that we are talking about here is Birmingham away. So normally, one of my favourite away days of the year. I always enjoy the trip to uh, Birmingham, well, to the city, perhaps lesser to the actual stadium, um, and a very mixed hunting ground for Wednesday in uh, recent years. I always have memories back to the Gary Hooper double goal in a couple of minutes, and um, you know, kind of celebrations that followed. That uh, recent years, uh, not so much of a happening. Happy hunting place for um Wednesday. Uh but you know they're in a, a a position in terms of they've had a rough few seasons have um Birmingham kind of a bit of a manager a merry-go-round for them and um winnable game would you say?
1: Oh, definitely. Is I'm saying that they've had a solid start to the season. They're unbeaten, yep. six points from the first 12. Um, and they've not had an easy start either, similar to Wednesday. So it, it's going to be tough. Um, they've, like Wednesday, signed a lot of players this summer. They're under new management with Iota Io Karanka. So um, when you look at it and think about it, and Karanka teams generally, I'm already beginning to think I should revise my... Um, four to six six shots on target. I think that uh, might be optimistic. Um, I think it's going to be, yeah, pretty tight. And uh, I fear it, it's not going to be a classic. Um, and I'm hoping that Wednesday will have enough quality to edge it. Can, can I backtrack
0: slightly here um, and no. just go back to the QPR game? Um, how did Callum Patterson get on?
1: I thought he, he did okay. Um, uh, we saw a little bit of what he was about. I thought he worked hard and um, uh, he was decent at times in the air. The service into him wasn't the best. Um, you know, I think he only really had maybe one half chance. And so, uh, you know, Wednesday got to learn how to play to his strengths. And I think that um, Patterson will get better um, the more matches he plays. And once uh, Wednesday have maybe a consistent strike pairing so at the moment for me unless another forward comes in and hits ground running straight away it it should be that Josh Windass and Patterson that would be the front two I would be going with to St Andrews you know I think you know you've got to give them a few matches to try and build up an understanding and develop a partnership
0: yeah, um, I mean, obviously they've had a couple of weeks to work on a few things, so whether or not we will see changes elsewhere, I mean, I guess a lot of it depends on fitness and stuff like that. Um, you spoke to Gary Monk earlier on, What what is the report from a fitness point of view?
1: Mixed. Um, it looks unlikely that Tom Lees and Liam Shaw will be available. Right. Uh, Dominic Iolf, uh, um when you're looking at positives, um, he's actually ahead of schedule, according to Gary Monk. Um, so he's back jogging, running, um, what, you know, what you could basically call very light training. I, I don't see him being ready. And with a hamstring, they can't afford to rush Dominic Iorfer back until he's 100% right. The last thing they want is in breaking down and then being out for six weeks to two months, and doing more damage on the hamstring. Uh, so yeah, I think it will come too soon for Iorfer. um, Azazi um should be back in the squad. Uh, we haven't seen okay. him for a very long time. Uh, Shay Dunkley, again, he's not played under-23s under, 20, under 23's football yet, James. Uh, it's frustrating, but Wednesday knew what they were getting in that yep. he's not played since February and double leg break, very serious injury, was going to take a long time to recover. Patience is the key uh, with Shay Dunkley. And hopefully, we're going to see him in a Wednesday shirt, maybe at the back end of this month. Possibly, I would I would suggest. Um, but yeah, Urgidi, Julian Berners there, um, um yep. as an option. Hopefully, Liam Palmer will be fit. Uh, you've got Joseph Van Aken, who spoke really well at press actually today, um, and you know seems to be enjoying a new lease of life under Gary Monk. Um, so all in all. Um, Wednesday should have enough depth at centre back. I think that's you know, that, that's the position that Wednesday are concerned about. And, and regardless of whether they get centre half in or not, I, I don't. Unless they've played some football this season, would you chuck them straight in at, at Birmingham? We've made a good start to the season. I'm not so sure you would. Yeah, no. no I,
0: I mean, I guess in a lot of ways, it sort of needs must because it feels like we're we're pretty low on um, resources at the at the back, particularly. Um, I mean, from what you've said, that I mean, there's enough players to be able to kind of fumble together a defense. I guess the question is, if something like you know, if if Dominic I offer is nearly fit, is he someone that you rush back for a game? You know, we've been burnt doing this before. I think, you know, we've, we've got to, we've got to try and work with players who we know are definitely fully fit. So, um I mean, look, the reality of this is that we are going into a period of, I mean, this is ridiculous, but seven games in three weeks Wednesday are about to play, aren't there? I mean, that is just insane. It is weekend midweek for the next three weeks. Um And, you wouldn't say that, you wouldn't look at any of them really and go well that's a really easy game would you you know you've got you, you might say luton maybe the the easier one you've got rotherham in there um but you've also got bournemouth as well like there's some tricky tricky games that are are, are coming up um so yeah i mean right brentford at, at home we talked about them earlier they've been trying to sign um uh, barry bannon um, they're licking their wounds a bit aren't they from kind of the playoffs last year we're time for Brentford, what you know, what was ultimately a really good season for them ended in in heartbreak. They've now moved to a new stadium, but there's no fans in it. It's kind of weird, weird times for um Brentford. And and one of the few times that Brentford have ever started a season with quite a bit of pressure on the shoulders, they've always been the underdogs, haven't they? It's always suited them. So uh, interesting time at the moment for um Brentford, a team that I always I always kind of fear playing them. I mean, let's not forget the absolute pasting that Brentford gave Wednesday last time that we played them. So um, the, it certainly doesn't get any easier, does it, from going to Birmingham to then having Brentford back at Hillsborough?
1: It doesn't. And Brentford, we know, they came so close last year. They've got some really good technical players um, and, and, again, four positions on their day. You know, their course problems... For most teams in this league, um, that you know their front three is is much changed. But you look at Ivan Tony, who's come in. You know, for me, you know, he he is a guy that can potentially get them 15, 20 goals this season, and replace and step up for Ben Rama, uh, you're departing. So, I I still think Brentford will be in with a good shout of finishing in the top six. Uh, and that's why it's it's one of the toughest matches that Wednesday've got over this next three week block. But I'm going to put it out there, James, and say that if Wednesday come the next international break, and this isn't putting pressure on them, I, I think it's just how a lot of fans out there, you know, they feel the same way as I do. In that, if Wednesday are not out of the minus by the end of this international, yeah, going into the next international break, um. I think everyone's got a right to be a bit concerned because I know you say that there are some tough matches when, okay, Birmingham away, it's not straightforward, but it's winnable. And, you know, Brentford at home and Bournemouth at home out of the next you know, bunch of matches Wednesday've got, they're the toughest for me. The other four, you know, you're talking Rotherham away, Wickham away, Luton admittedly, have had a very good start to the season, but Luton at home, and I think, is it Millwall as well at home? Those are the type of matches, if Wednesday are not winning, especially if they're not starting to win at Hillsborough, then I think people will be worried. Um, and I think they will have every right to be. Uh, so they've got to be out the minus by the end of October going into November, without a doubt be, for me.
0: It would be dead disappointing if they're not, because you, you, you're right, you know, you've got to look at... Um, L- Luton's weird, isn't it? Because of the fact that they have made a good start to the season. But you've got to say, well, you know, Wednesday, with the players that Wednesday have got, they've they've got to be feeling confident that, you know, Rotherham are, 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 are going to be, you know, Rotherham expect to be in a relegation battle this season. Um, it's a real, real big game. Similarly, Wickham are struggling at this level. Um, Bournemouth is not an easy game, but it's at home. You know, it, it's uh, we've got the worst home form of probably any team in the division this this year but you would say well that's a game that you would you would aim to be you know getting at least a point from similarly millwall at home the situation that we're in if we're not getting um if we're not getting 3 points at home to millwall then we are not going to get out of this it's as simple as that you know the, these are games that we we haven't got the luxury of saying well it was a bit of a bad period but it's all right you know we we will start to be running out of time um so really 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 important that we have a positive few um weeks and, and, and you know, the other thing as well is that the games are relentless, but they're relentless for everyone. You know, you know, everyone is playing this same number of games. There will be a lot of tired legs on a lot of football pitches. Um, that worries me because of our tendency to concede late goals. Um, you know, I, I, I don't for a second think that that's occurred to me and it hasn't occurred to Gary Monk. He will be well aware of this. And, um, you know, it, it's been a long, long time since this has been going on that um, he's had to work with the team on, on sorting that out. So. Um, yeah. Uh, what, if if we had to put a... What's going to be a good return from this week, these two games coming up? Birmingham away, Brentford at home. The, there's a temptation to say two points is not bad. I don't think it's enough. I think it's got to be four.
1: Yeah, I'd be inclined to agree with you. I'd take three points, um, but no, I, I, two draws... Not enough. Um, I agree. The, the the situation. Wednesday, are in. They're trying to narrow the gap, um, and so for me, they've got to be looking at. You win your home matches, and you get a point away. Um, so, you, if they get a draw, at Birmingham, it's only it's only a good result if they cause a bit of a surprise on the telly and beat Brentford, and that, that's what it would be. Let's face it; you know that you know that game's probably been shown for. Television, due to the fact that Brentford came so close last season and that they were in the promotion mix, so that's you know that's the, probably the reason why. And so, yeah, uh, if Wednesday can get three points, I'd be happy with. But yeah, four four or more, I'd be absolutely chuffed with.
0: Brill, Okay, um, I think that's going to do. Is there anything that we've uh, that we've not talked about there for the last couple of weeks? I
1: don't think there is. Uh, well, we don't need to talk about big picture, do we? Is it's um, no, thankfully
0: long gone. All oh, right, I get it now. When you said earlier about you said something big picture, and you were like, "Oh, oh. funny you should say that." Um, I get it now. Yeah, right. It's been a long week, Dom. It's been it's been a long week. Right, you can catch <laughs> if Dom.
1: Can see me right now, I've got my head in my hands.
0: <laughs> you can catch Dom. At Dom House and I'll get some sleep before next week's podcast. All right. I'm at James Murray. You can contact the show at Dom and James. Thank you again to our gold partners, Title Law Solicitors, who you can find at titlelaw.co.uk and Wednesday Bet available to download now. Thank you for joining us. If you like singing the blues, please rate and review the show in your podcast app. Up the owls and see you next
1: week.